What's going on, Hangout Gang? Welcome back to the Sunday Night Podcast. I'm your host, Crypto Crane. And yesterday was a bloodbath in the markets, and today we have a little bit of green. Uh, hope you bought the dip. <clears throat> hope you didn't get shaken out. Hope you didn't get scared. Hope you didn't let the prices, um, all the red on the bubbles and the price action falling down, deter you from uh, stacking um, and buying on this dip. All right, so today we're going to talk about, you know, Binance news, a little SEC news, some Polygon news, Matic news, etc. As always, we get into the crypto bubbles and we do a little bit of technical analysis and then we get into the news and then the Twitter news. All right, <clears throat> so stay tuned. And a big announcement we're going to make starting next week on the videos that we post next week. We will be giving away $50 worth of Bitcoin to um, random commenters. All you have to do is comment on the video, like, subscribe, and comment on the video. And the following Monday, we will be picking a winner from a random video, and we'll be giving away $50 worth of Bitcoin, all right? So it's free money. Uh, you can get there. All you got to do is like, subscribe, and leave a comment on each video that comes in, and we will choose a video on Monday to give out $50 worth of Bitcoin, okay? All right, so now let's go ahead and get into the news. We got the charts to crypto bubbles, right? Crypto bubbles, as you see, some of the market is red, some of the market is green. You have winners, you have some losers. You have SHIB as a loser, MANA. You have KuCoin, GRT, Axie Infinity, Soul, Doge, IMX, Chili's, HBAR, BNB, Quant, Maker, Flow, ICP, uh, GMX, uh, f- f- uh, what is that? Dash, Woe. Woo, XR, uh, XRD, OKB, Filecoin, Luna C, Pepe. FCX, AVAX, EOS, Near Link, and Theta. Uh, all are down uh, today and during today's market. <clears throat> all right. Next, we have uh, in the positive, we have Matic, TON, XMR, TRX. We have XRP, SNX, Lido Dow. We have CRO, SUI, Casper, XLM, CFX, Kava, APT, BTT. And we have Zcash, Gala, BGB, Apecoin, Render, Atom and BIT, as well as ADA and Litecoin, all right? So, let's go ahead and look at some of these Bitcoin charts. Let's see what we are working with here. All right, let's see here. Bitcoin chart, as you can see, this is Bitcoin hour chart. As you can see, this is the hour chart. Bitcoin came up here, made a higher high, it's making a higher low, so you're getting a little upward momentum going, all right? It needs to break through this 26K uh, line, and it needs to hold this as a floor, okay? It broke right here, and then it fell back below it, and now it's acting as resistance, but we need this to act as a floor. Now, when you scroll out, as you can see, it is you have this larger downward trend line right here, and you have another downward trend line inside of the larger one. So, normally when you have these downward trend lines like this, there's a 68% chance it'll break to the upside, so that's what I would look forward to, okay? Uh, if it doesn't break to the upside, if it does break to the upside, it needs to break past 26,600 uh, and before you start to see uh, any type of um, thinking about any type of reversal. If it does not break that, it comes up and hits that, then it's going to roll back over, okay? And, uh, it needs to make a higher high, but if it makes a lower, a, a, a lower, I mean a higher low, if it makes a lower low than, than right here, then right here, then expect it for, for it to fall down and break that 25 level down towards the 23 level, okay? Let's look at the four-hour chart. Four-hour time frame, as you can see, 
like I said, a higher low, higher high, higher low. Same thing. RSI is looking good. It's uh, almost 50-50. Could see a little bit more of sell selling pressure. Could see a little buying pressure. It's about equal, right? MACD is about equal as well. It's looking good, okay? So, and normally when you see this happen on the uh, MACD, when it crosses up above this right here, then you have price action go up, as you can see right there. It looks like it's about to cross, so I suspect you might get a little pump either tonight or tomorrow up above here, uh, up above that 26,600. But that needs to hold as a, as a floor. Keep that in mind. So you just have to trade the charts. You cannot predict what's going to happen. You just have to look at the charts. You have to trade. You have to look at the smaller time frames, the larger time frames, and zoom out. When in doubt, zoom out. Okay. Now let's go back here and look at the week at the daily. This is the daily, as you can see right here, perfectly it hits that 26 right there and bounces back down. It's still in that perfectly in that downward, smaller downward trend line, which is also in the larger trend line right here, as you can see. So uh, maybe sometime this week we get a reversal, but it, I mean it could possibly come up and hit this right here, bounce a couple of times before reverse could get about one. You already have one, can come up two, three, come down, hit this, uh, hit this right here, 25k and bounce up and break that barrier up towards 27k or it could could keep hitting this bear right here and roll over down towards 23k like i said you have to trade the charts this is the weekly as you can see the weekly came down here touched the 21 came back up right here right so you have the 21 getting ready to cross the 200 on the sma Cross the 50 right here, so you have a bull flag that's, that's showing right here on the weekly. So, I mean, now is the time to buy Bitcoin, in my opinion. Like, it's not financial advice. I am not a financial advisor, but it is the time that I would be personally buying Bitcoin. I am personally buying Bitcoin as well as I'm buying altcoins, okay? These are the things that I am looking towards. Uh, knowing every dip, every time it falls down, I am buying and buying the, uh, the dip, okay? That is exactly what I'm doing. Um... <clears throat> and I am anticipating for it to run up. Now, if it does run up right here, you need it to break. Uh, if it does do a run up and break 27, you need it to break 30, 30K before you start talking about bull, uh, bull seasons back, bull run, etc. Okay, keep that in mind. Now, let's look at XRP. As you can see, XRP right here, you have uh looks like a double top right here so i suspect it to be falling down as you can see it did and it's doing it right here hit the, hit the uh ceiling of 55 cents 53 cents and it's starting to fall it's overbought so i expect a, a slight pullback maybe a little bit more pullback as the rsi is in our uh overbought territory MACD is looking pretty good um <clears throat> so yeah and you have a 21 crossing the 50 right here and coming up towards the uh, 200 and it's pulling the price action up with it. So we'll something to watch right here. And this is the weekly now. Let's look at the four hour chart, XRP. And as you can see, XRP, it was in that upward channel right there. Then it fell and it uh, uh, had a little small upward channel and you got a run up, right? And it crashed down again. So now if it comes up right here and forms a double top right here and comes down, then I would buy because that would be forming a head and the shoulders. You would have the left shoulder right here, the head, and you would have the right shoulder somewhere over in here. All right, so keep that in mind, okay? And if it does do that, it'll come up and hit this, bounce down, come back here, retrace down here for it to hit the support line before it runs back up. All right, so keep that in mind. That's XRP. Now, let's get into some of the news, right? I know you guys have been waiting for this. Uh,
innovation and everything going offshore. And and that's what is, is going to be a problem and an issue. It's going to be a problem and an issue. And I just realized my mic was uh, muted, so I don't know how long it was muted, but it's unmuted now. But it's going to be a problem and an issue. Legislative Council member Johnny NG took to Twitter to express support and assistance to all global virtual assets, asset trading operators like Coinbase. He also hinted at potential stock listing opportunities. This comes after the recent United States Securities and Exchange Commission lawsuits against significant industry players like Binance and Coinbase. So this is what's going to happen. People want to go offshore. They're just going to be like, fuck you, uh, United States. We'll just take our stuff offshore and we'll continue to innovate, continue to create. And when you want us to come back, we'll charge you an arm and a fucking leg to use our services. So that's exactly what's going to happen. And I don't blame them. I do the same thing. Fuck, I would, I'd give the big fuck you and take my company offshore and continue to innovate, continue to create. And when you people, companies in the United States come back, I would most definitely charge them an arm and a leg. Contrary to the conscious stance of several Western countries toward cryptocurrencies, Hong Kong has embraced a proactive approach. In January 2023, Hong Kong Financial Secretary Paul Chan declared the government's dedication to establishing a strong ecosystem for crypto and fintech. Subsequently, Hong Kong has been diligently, uh, diligently formulating regulations and implementing compliance measures to nurture the expansion of the cryptocurrency industry. Right, so the innovation extended by by NG illustrates Hong Kong's dedication to becoming a digital hub for the crypto industry. OKX, Huawei, were among the first crypto exchanges to apply for virtual assets provider licenses in the region. The favorable approach toward cryptocurrencies in Hong Kong has also attracted interest from prominent in international technology companies. In January, South Korean tech Samsung announced the introduction of a Bitcoin futures active exchange traded fund on the stock exchange of Hong Kong. Additionally, in mid-January, reports surfaced indicating that Chinese government officials were granting strategic approval to the pro-crypto initiatives undertaken by Hong Kong. This recognition from Chinese authority further highlights the significance of Hong Kong's efforts in the crypto space and its potential impact on a broader digital currency landscape. And I agree, because China is positioning itself to be the number one leader in fintech. They're positioning themselves to also be uh, take all the companies at the United States seems to want to run off yeah. um so yeah I, I agree and next up we have you know my millions of uh, polygon mac tokens were sent to binance and coinbase ahead of a 30 percent slide so did somebody have inside knowledge did somebody know something tell me tell me hangout game somebody know something millions sent before they, they dipped huh Altcoins can crash this weekend even more as trading volumes are thin and market makers such as Binance have become less active. Millions worth of Polygon Matic appeared to be sent by, uh, by key market makers jump trading in Cumberland to, to crypto exchanges on Friday night ahead of a nearly 30% drop. Analytics firm Book on Chain said multiple tweets on Saturday that Cumberland had deposited 9 million Matic worth, over 6.3 million to Binance, and 5 million Matic worth. Uh, 5 million Matic worth 3.5 million to Coinbase. The firm added that another crypto wallet related to Cumberland jump trading and Robinhood deposited a cumulative 9.4 million to crypto exchanges. 
So these motherfuckers knew before it was going to happen, before anything was listed, you know, and they dumped on, on the market. They dumped on everybody. That's what happened. They got inside knowledge. Oh, what happened? My bad. They got inside knowledge, and they dumped on everybody. Wow. Scammers. Steal nearly $1 million after hijacking eight prominent crypto Twitter accounts, including BitBoy Crypto. The scammers have recently taken over accounts belonging to the founder of Pudgy Pigeons, the chief technology officer of AI of OpenAI, and even crypto hater Peter Schiff. Over the past few weeks, scammers have hijacked over eight Twitter accounts of prominent figures in this crypto space to promote phishing scams. June 9th, Twitter thread Zach XBT outlined that he had uncovered several links on chain wallets connected to phishing scams promoted by the recently hacked accounts. While the majority of these attacks were the result of a SIM swap, it seems other accounts were potentially stolen with a Twitter admin panel, Zach XBT noted. And here's the tweet right here, and here's the on-chain data that he found. These accounts belong to figures such as Pudgy Penguins founder Cole Villamine, DJ, and NFT collector Steve Akoi, Bitcoin Magazine editor Pete Rizzo, oddly enough, Go proponent and fervent crypto hater Peter Schiff also saw his account hacked to promote dubious links relating to tokenized gold and decentralized finance. I hope Twitter safety investigates each attack closely as they have resulted in almost seven figures stolen, Zach XBT said, adding that when the scammer gains control of a Twitter account, fishy scams are tweeted out almost immediately. Slow response times from Twitter support have resulted in some of these tweets staying up for many hours and even days. And that's unfortunate. You would think that that would get better being that Elon Musk now has control of Twitter. The blockchain sleuth urged people to use a security key instead of SMS-based two-factor authentication. Another one of the account hacks highlighted by Zach XPT includes OpenAI's chief technology officer, Mira Murati. June 2nd, community members fired off warnings about her account sharing a phishing link promoting a fake airdrop for an ERC token named OpenAI. This post was live for roughly an hour and was viewed 79,000 times and retweeted 83 times before it was deleted. Notably, the scammer had restricted who could reply to the tweet to stop people from placing warnings on it. In late May, Arthur Madrid, the co-founder and CEO of Metaverse platform The Sandbox, was also subjected to the same style of Twitter account hack that saw the promotion of a fake sin token airdrop. It is unclear if the hackers related to the group identified by Zach XBT. So, hackers at it again. You have to be safe. Stay safe out there, everybody. And remember, do not click links. Do not click links. Do not click links. Can't tell you how many times I've gotten messages and everything from people asking me, "Hey, I clicked this link. I, lo- I, I I've been hacked. I lost my crypto. I clicked this link. I did this and that. I did X, Y, Z." And I told them, "Well, what did you do?" The first thing they say is, "I clicked this link that was tweeted out, or I clicked this link that was in my DM." No, do not do that. Don't do that. Don't click no links. Okay, be hundred percent sure and look at your URL. Make sure your URL says. What it's supposed to say .io or .com or whatever it is that the that the uh, ad, you know that that the address is, is supposed to say. Stay vigilant, my friends. All right. 
Polygon Labs president testifies on demo, uh, democratizing the internet with Web3 blockchains. United States Energy Representative and Commerce Committee Subcommittee on Innovation, Data and Commerce gathered to discuss blockchain technology and future on Web3 on June 7th. Crypto industry members, including Polygon Labs president Ryan Wyatt and several legal experts, appeared before the committee to engage in what transpired to be constructive dialogue. This meeting was held just after the SEC announced back-to-back -back lawsuits against major crypto exchanges Binance and Coinbase. In Wyatt's testimony, he discussed the potential of blockchain technology and its value to users and the benefits of building a healthy and well-regulated blockchain ecosystem in the United States. Wyatt began by addressing the fundamental problem blockchain solved, the value extraction problem on the Internet. He explained that in the current era of the Internet, commonly called Web2, Large centralized tech companies extract value from users by charging fees for goods and services and collecting user data for their benefit. And here he says right here he has the, he had the pleasure to testify in front of the Innovation Data and uh, Commerce Committee. So let's hear what he has. Good morning, say. Chair Bill Arrakis, Ranking Member Schakowsky, and members of the subcommittee. Thank you for the opportunity to testify here today. My name is Ryan Wyatt. I'm the president of Polygon Labs, which is an international software development company that now, this is Matic. infrastructure. Now, Polygon Matic. Prior to joining Polygon Labs a year and a half ago, I was an executive at YouTube as the global head of gaming for almost eight years. I'm here to speak to you today about the evolution of the internet, one that is based on blockchain technology. I'll discuss how this enhanced internet, what we call Web3, can benefit users and consumers and why it's important for this technology to be built here in the United States. Over the past four decades, the internet has been built primarily by large centralized corporations. These companies have been true innovators, creating technology far beyond what the inventors of the internet could have ever imagined. That being said, 95% of traffic goes to the top 1% of sites, and 85% of mobile app usage goes to the top 1% of publishers. This means that large corporations... Do you, see, you hear what he's saying? So everything is centralized and they can control everything because everything is going through those two sources. Wow. Corporations ...who control these sites and apps accrue the value of our time, our data, and our I don't money. think people knew that. leaves the average user at a disadvantage. The growth and innovation from Web2 has come at a steep cost to the consumer and everyday user. It's not only in the form of fees, but also in the form of companies extracting all forms of user data. For example, Maps applications record a user's location. Social media requires a user to give up personally identifying information. And your browser is collecting and sharing searches with other applications to provide you targeted advertisements for products and services. Today, online... Everybody be like, man, I was just talking to somebody and all of a sudden advertiser popped up on my phone or on my Facebook. <laughs> this why. Identities are stored in silos within company databases. This is how these companies create value for themselves. By wielding the data for their own benefit and only sharing the least amount of value to users to ensure continued use. For this reason, user privacy is inherently compromised in Web2. And we have become totally accustomed to it. A blockchain-based internet corrects this issue. Blockchains inherently democratize the internet. They're not run by large Agreed. corporations, but a group of people or entities running individual computers who receive incentives for verifying information transmitted to the blockchain and for securing the network. Agreed. Web3 applications are developed by third parties and built on top of these networks, separate and apart from the original developers of the blockchains themselves. Due to the way blockchains work, without intermediaries, 
users can connect to Web3 applications through their own personal software and decide when, how, and whether to share any information about themselves, their own data, their content, their works of art, and their assets. Users never have to provide any personal information to use these Web3 applications. For that reason, instead of extracting value from users and consumers, Web3 creates a value layer of the internet where users are able to control all of the aspects of their interactions on the web. I agree with everything he's saying. Next up, metaverse investments, opportunities, and risk of the trillion dollar VR market. The metaverse continues to expand with industry giants and upcoming players racing to seize a slice of potentially trillion dollar pie. And I agree. Gaming is a is a billion dollar industry, and the metaverse will be a trillion dollar industry, followed by gaming inside of the million uh, inside of the metaverse, which probably most likely will be a trillion dollar industry as well. Right, so close to two billion was invested in blockchain based metaverse deals in 2022. A 2022 report by McKinsey estimated the metaverse industry to potentially generate up to five trillion in revenue by 2030. A number overtaken by City's forecast of $8 trillion to $13 trillion. These estimations reflect significant, uh, significant growth among the global metaverse. Among the global metaverse market of $65.5 billion recorded in 2022. To realize these optimistic forecasts, these, the metaverse industry would need to sustain an impressive 85% compound average growth rate. And this shows you all the VC funding across the metaverses, right? So as you can see, the venture capitalists have they put 50, 564 million in Animoca, right? He put some in Loot Mogul, uh, Loot Mogul uh, and some other ones in World, Varho, Hadian, Arts Galore, Improbable, Stardust, Fractal, Bud, Manic, Ready Player Me, etc. Right? So it's it's they're investing in the metaverse. So just a hint, it's not financial advice, not a financial advisor, but it's something that you might want to look into, metaverses and the metaverse games and the gaming coins. Yeah, I'm just saying they're going to make some people multi-millionaires and make people a lot of money. There are a lot of them that are under a penny right now, a lot of them that are under 10 cents or under 50 cents, should I say. Investors will never guess which metaverse won Cointelegas Research in 2023 ranking of metaverses. The winning blockchain-based metaverse enables the ownership of in-game assets, has over $61 million in value locked in its smart contracts, and over 8,000 monthly users, and features a deflationary token model. To learn about more about the project, read The Hitchhiker, etc. Okay. It says, despite its project growth, the metaverse landscape is not without its challenges. Industry leaders have been plagued by losses to their market capitalizations, with Meta, formerly known as Facebook, losing 77% of its market cap, equivalent to $800 billion between late 2021 and 2022. As a result, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg plans to eliminate 21,000 jobs. Despite setbacks, industry titans like Microsoft, Apple, Apple, NVIDIA, Qualcomm are all developing metaverse strategies. Apple's entry into the metaverse is highly anticipated with its augmented reality virtual reality headset launched slated for June 2023. Similarly, gaming firms like Epic and Roblox utilized the pandemic lockdown to their advantage, successfully launching metaverse concerts that reached millions worldwide. In 2022, mergers, acquisitions, and financing in the metaverse realm rose about $13 billion to 2020, in 2021 to over $120 billion, boasted by Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of Activision. 
The deal had a 7.6 enterprise value to sales multiple and a 20.2x uh, enterprise value. Although valuation multiples are expected to decrease in line with higher interest rates, investment activities remain robust. And these are the corporate marketing and metaverses, right? It says most of the biggest companies in different industries have stated and started metaverse-based initiatives, in some cases building infrastructure, in others experimenting with new shopping and marketing techniques, while in others seeking operational efficiencies. So you have Playboy in the, in the adult entertainment you have here in the health, uh, health category, you have fashion, you have Gucci, Adidas, Estee Lauder, Nike, Disney, Dolce Gabbana, Tommy Hilfiger. You have the bank financial institution, HSBC, JP Morgan, Interbank, Industry Bank of, uh, uh, yeah, Industrial Bank of Korea. You have the tech companies, Facebook, Shopify, Spotify, Apple, Tinder, etc. Educational, Nokia, etc. Real estate, tourism, crypto, blockchain companies, etc. So a lot of people are getting into the metaverse, and all the fud about the metaverse is dead, and why you shouldn't. I, I'm giving you some alpha right now. You know, um, let me put my face on the screen. I'm giving you some alpha right now. Metaverse and gaming coins is something that you might want to look into. I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy them. I'm not going to tell you to go out and throw a bunch of uh, thousands of dollars into these metaverses and coins. What I'm going to tell you to do is go out and do your own research and do thorough research. All right. And if you have any questions, come down and put them in the comments and come down and comment on the channel and we will answer them. But do your research and you'll be surprised and you'll see why all these companies that I just mentioned are, are, are moving or um developing metaverse marketing strategies okay you will see why it is something that that you you uh most definitely need to uh need, need to need to look into it's something that you need to look into okay top blockchain uh metaverse projects are also attracting significant capital the leading blockchain metaverse is measured by capital by market cap uh, including Sandbox at $1 billion, Decentraland at $905 million, Axie Infinity $830 million. The year-to-date performance of the Sandbox is 44%, while Decentraland's year-to-date performance is 62%. Neither of them surpass Bitcoin's uh, year-to-date return of 68%. For investors seeking exposure to the metaverse, exchange-traded funds like the Fidelity Metaverse ETF and the Round Hill Ball Metaverse ETF offer viable options. However, Cointelegraph's research that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Metaverse report reveals that a majority of token transactions associated with Metaverse projects result from speculation rather than actual in-Metaverse usage, a trend that calls for cautious investment. That's why I say do your own research and see exactly which Metaverse is going to be the one that, uh, that these companies are, are building in and planning on using. All right. So um, that, that's that for that article. Now. To tie into that, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton embraces Web3 Web3 launches this iconic trunk as a digital collectible. So they launched a digital collectible, and they're just uh, one of many companies that are doing the exact same. You have Adidas, you have Nike, Nike uh, launching all their brands and shoes as uh, NFTs, you know, for, that you could actually use as wearables and etc. So it's something that you might want to look into. So now we get into the meat and potatoes, the Ripple case. Right, this is what most of y'all wanted to see. This is what brought most of y'all here is for Ripple. Pro XRP lawyer tips outright SEC victory at less than three percent. John Dean said there's a twenty-five percent chance Ripple will see an outright win against the SEC, while rumors fly of a possible Ripple IPO. 
John Deaton has tipped at less than a 3% for the uh, chance for the United States SEC to score an outright win against Ripple as the end to the long-running lawsuit draws closer. The crypto law founder has been a vocal advocate for Ripple against the SEC, which filed a lawsuit against the company, alleging that the sale of its XRP token represented an unregistered securities offering. In June 3rd, uh, episode of Good Morning Crypto Podcast, Deaton stated he tipped a 25% chance that President, presiding U.S. District Judge Torres rules in outright favor of Ripple, and a 50% chance that Ripple claims victory by way of a splitting the baby ruling. This, this refers to Judge Torres drawing a line in the scene where she could potentially rule that XRP was offered as an unregistered security before 2018. However, in the wake of the human documents, which refer to internal SEC messages related to a 2018 speech given by former SEC Director William Hemmen, it's possible that cryptocurrencies can transition from securities to commodities once they become sufficiently decentralized. I think that XRP itself is going to be deemed not security, and that I think that the secondary market sales show comment. Even if Judge Torres does rule finding that uh, Ripple violated the law, that does not apply to secondary market sales, Deaton explained. While Ripple executives included its CEO, Brad Gardinghouse, has long been predicting an imminent end to the roller coaster lawsuit from SEC, Deaton highlighted that Judge Torres will most likely come to a final decision before September 30th this year. Deaton brought forth attention to what he called a six-month list that district judges must file to Congress. The list details all of the summary judgments that have been pending for longer than six months. It gets published on the last day of March and the last day of September. She, Judge Torres, has never been on this list. It's like a public shame list that says, look, I'm shitty at my job. Additionally, Deaton also gave his predictions for the price of Ripple's native XRP token following a positive ruling. I, I certainly believe that somewhere between $2 and $10 is reasonable. I agree. I agree right out the gate. I, 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 see, I think we'd be more on the $10 side. Just my opinion. According to a June 2nd tweet from Fox Business Journal, Eleanor Terrett, Ripple hosted a roadshow where it met with underwriters and other investors to garner interest in a potential public offering. So, that's big. So, that's Ripple news. So, now it's time for the Twitter news. Go ahead and jump into Twitter news. And, like I was telling you about the brands getting into the metaverse, what do we have here? We have Nike. Says blockchain gaming. We have we have NFT bark. Says blockchain gaming will take off when it's just gaming, and the blockchain enables a better experience for gamers. The release from Nike doesn't say blockchain NFTs are Web3. Nike gets it. NFTs are better software for a better experience. And this is Nike's release. Says Nike Virtual Studios and EA Sports will bring Dot Swoosh virtual creations to EA Sports experiences. Right. So let's see if we pull this up. And of course, he wants to uh, spin on me. Says Nike Virtual Studios and EA Sports are today announcing a new partnership aimed at enhancing and personalizing virtual sports experience for all fans all over the world. Nike new partnership with EA Sports will look to build new immersive experiences and unlike brand new levels of customization within EA Sports ecosystem. So that's big. That's big. Big news. Next up on Twitter, we have XRP Millionaire states this. He says, apparently the whole banking system in Russia went down. That is nationally. Is this a sneak preview of what's that going to happen on the 13th? All it takes is a power grid shutdown. 
Imagine a www.internet shutdown. Could this mean the flip of the switch? XRP, zero dollars, no, no price for XRP. And if you don't know what he's talking about, he's talking about how the media was proud of the media that on the June the 13th, there will be no price for XRP, which is weird. But it seems to believe or a lot of rumors going around that the switch is going to be flipped. More XRP news says Breaking Canada had Ripple as a partner back in 2014. So let's see what this video has to say. Uh, I think you're right. Look, Crypto Hulk, look what we discovered. Ripple Union. Canadian. What year was this, Crypto Hulk? Uh, right there, 2014. Well, ain't that something. There's a Ripple wallet. You can look that one up. Chain analysis there, buddy. So it looks to us, oh, this is Chinese. <clears throat> this whole page is actually written in Chinese. This is Google Translate, just to let you know. Remittance can be made to Canadian banks. Oh, man. And then, yep. Looks like Canada's got some explained. Look, Ripple's been in Canada. Here's the thing. 2014, man. You already know. It's like 10 years ago Ripple was there. They've been partners for like 10 years. They just let all, all you guys know a couple years ago. They've been there since 2014. This is Crypto Hall. Got it going on. Just have to do a lot of exposing. By Jove, I expose. This is Crypto Hulk. Yep, Crypto Hulk bringing the information, man. Crypto Hulk 19. Follow him on Twitter. All right, next up we have here, we have a Cosmos Rex. Says in the video here, we have SEC Chairman Gary Gensler is promoting algorithm in one of the global economics and management classes at MIT in April 2019. If you bought Algorand during the time you promoted it, then you'd be currently down 90%. According to SEC filings in the link below, the SEC charged Kim Kardashian with the promotion of an unregistered security. In the SEC filing below, SEC.gov is charging Binance and CZ for selling unregistered securities, algorithm being one of them. My question is, can we now legally sue the SEC Gov Chairman Gary Gensler for promoting an unregistered security? I also see that the SEC likes to dig up five-year-old chat logs and trying to make it stick. Given the incriminating evidence below, along with a lot of other videos of Gary Gensler repeatedly promoting algorithm, legally we should be able to sue the Chairman of U.S. Security Exchange for promoting an unregistered security. Given that Gary is a public figure, I cannot see a reason why we should not stick. I do not want to hear anything about Gary not being a public figure as the SEC Gov stated charging Twitter accounts for meme stock promotions as well. As they started charging Twitter accounts for meme stock promotions as well. You can't view the filings. You can view the filings here. These are the laws of the United States and nobody should be above them. So interesting. Let's see what Gary has to say. So governance is tough. You could create Uber or Lyft on top of a blockchain technology today. Uh, well, maybe in five years you could. It would be have the performance. Uh, Sylvia McCallie's Algorand, uh, who's a uh, Turing Award winner at, at MIT that I work with. Um, Sylvia's got a great technology that has the performance. You could create Uber on top of it. The question is then who would update the software? So governance is tough. You could create Uber. As you can see, clearly promoting it. No. Crooked Gary. 
This just then too, DAOs, decentralized on, uh, autonomous organizations. The CTC, C, CFTC just won a court case against a DAO, and as its members, some founders are now on the hook for $643,542, and the DAO's websites and ops have been ordered to shut down. This is the statement. It says, today, CFTC Division of Enforcement Director Ian McGinley released the following statement on the CFTC sweeping victory in the Okidao litigation. Last night, Judge William Oreck entered a default judgment order that requires the defendant, Okidao, decentralized autonomous organization, vet CFTC charged with operating an illegal trading platform and unlawfully acting as a futures commission merchant to pay a civil monetary penalty of $643,542. Orders permanent trading and registration bans and orders the Okidao as well as any third party providing web hosting or domain name registration services shut down. Critically, in a precedent-setting decision, the court held that the Okidao is a person under the Commodity Exchange Act and thus can be held liable for violations of the law. The court then held that the Okidao did in fact violate the laws as charged. So that's big. So now they are trying to say that the decentralized autonomous organizations are a person. This is the crookedness of the United States government. This is when they say that businesses are a person or businesses, etc. Um, this is the crooked, like I said, it's just the crookedness. It's the American fucking way, man. It's this just fucking crooked. How can a decentralized autonomous organization be classified as a fucking person? Crazy, man. What are they using? Black Laws, uh, Black Laws Dictionary or some shit? Now, even more damning news against uh, Gary Gensler. Yoshitaka Katao, Ripple's board member and head of SBI Group, is calling out Gary Gensler, and he is very bullish for XRP. So let's hear what he has to say. Ripple no XRP ga coin da doikoto ni naruto. Kora taihen na neda ni naruto omoimasu. Wariare gaibu no hito kabu no shi desu kara. Poison for success. Capital gain. Ureba capital gain de realize saremasu ke urenakute mo. To the fucking moon. That's where we're going. XRP Army, we're going to the fucking moon. We held, we kept, we, 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 we held through the flood. All that shit bounced off of us. We bought more, we bought more, we continue to stack, we believe. We're going to the fucking moon. So, what else do we have here in the SEC case? Everyone needs to remind her from Mr. Deaton, the people's lawyer, okay? Everyone needs to remember the SEC calling an asset a security does not mean it is a security. Here is the SEC admitting to the court, admitting that the court decides if the SEC's claim or theory is even valid. This was the SEC's response to my writ of mandamus. Thus, the commission's enforcement proceeding in the Southern District of New York brought under the Securities Act supplies the exclusive method for testing the validity of the commission's complaint against Ripple. So they don't decide shit, the judge does. They can say whatever they want to is security. 
Now we have here from Ed Learzite. Boom. Jeffrey Alberts was the lawyer for Prior Cashman who organized the piece of paper for the Ethereum ICO for Lubin in 2014. Now guess who he worked for as an assistant attorney at the U.S. Attorney's Office, Southern District of New York, until 2013. That's right. That's right. No other than SEC New York Regional Director, later SEC Enforcement Director, and now Simpson Thatcher partner Mark Berger, who would file the lawsuit against Ripple. So as you see right here, Jeffrey Alberts, prior Cashman. See right here, U.S. Attorney, Southern District of New York, includes securities fraud, bank fraud, mail and wire fraud, bankruptcy fraud, and money laundering. Right? And then right here, Lubin insisted that the Ethereum team consult with the U.S. Securities and the SEC. And those who wanted to make it a mission-driven nonprofit instead, Buterin was among the latter, but Lubin wanted to build that business. So did Charles Hoskinson, the first CEO who was eventually expelled from the group. Gavin Wood, the chief technologist, also left after repeated disputes. Both Hoskinson and Wood now run Ethereum rivals. Exactly. And that's how that should happen. Now, the block says that Polygon Labs responds to the SEC claims, which they did. And we're not going to go over it today. It would be a separate video. If you, I'll leave a link to it. Uh, uh, it'll be up tomorrow. More than likely, it'll be up tomorrow. All right. So this is some news right here. It just came out late night, earlier today. Now, it says, uh, Kai Youngju says Bitcoin is leaving the United States. And he's posted something interesting here now. And this is something that um, might want to pay attention to. And this is the result of the SEC and their bullshit that they've been doing. Now, this right here, this is a chart right here now. This chart shows the, the uh, flow of Bitcoin. Right? So, in, in the uh, blue, you have the United States. And the rest, you have the rest of the world, I guess. So as you can see, you see the money going right there, the uh, Bitcoin going into the United States, and now you're seeing Bitcoin moving offshore. You see it moving offshore, 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 right? So this is a very interesting chart. And somebody asked, how is this number derived, right? Derived. It says the Bitcoin balance on U.S. entities derived by the balance on known entities across other countries. So, yeah. very interesting. Now, we have here, too, the collaboration the Action Federal Reserve joins the U.S. Faster Payment Council. And we have Cow uh, Cowboy Crypto 313. For those who don't know already, the Federal Reserve joined the U.S. Faster Payments Council as a founding sponsor. The founder of U.S. Faster Payments Council is the head of product at Amazon Payments and is a member of FedNow Community Group. The only crypto company representing the U.S. Faster Payments Council is Ripple. Craig DeWitt was their vice chair before leaving. Now two Ripple execs hold the leadership roles within this working group, Pat Thielen and James Selleck. The Clearinghouse is also a member of the U.S. Faster Payments Council. <clears throat> Read between the lines, people. Read between the lines. And he goes down here and says, Notable companies, organizations in the U.S. Faster Payments Council. It has Ripple, Walmart, Wells Fargo, Visa, J.P. Morgan, Netflix, American Express, TD Bank, Goldman Sachs, First National Bank, Federal Reserve, BNY Mellon nationwide in the clearinghouse says Ken is also a member of the business payments coalition at the Federal Reserve. He posts it right here. 
So, thought that was some interesting information that I would bring to you guys to the Hangout Game as far as Ripple. And we've already covered this in the uh, Nike Virtual Sports Studio and etc. So, before we go out, we'll take a look at the crypto bubbles again. As you can see, it's like the market's starting to turn red even more now. So, let's see what XRP is doing. Is it, is it, is it doing what I said it was going to do? Yeah, it's starting to go down towards that right there. Towards the 50 uh, cent um, floor. Look at Bitcoin before we head out. And let's see here. Where is the Bitcoin? There we go. As you can see, Bitcoin is rolling up. No, it's not. That's USDT. Yeah. It's the wrong one. Market cap. All right. There you go. That was a short. Sorry. And as you can see, Bitcoin is trending downwards. It hit that resistance. Came back down. It actually came up. Hit that 21 SMA. Now it's falling down. Back into that channel, so it's going to chop and fall down that channel as it heads downwards. Okay, if it doesn't hold this right here, 25,326 of support, then it will fall back below that down towards the 23,000. As you can see, I will zoom out, and as you can see right here, there is a big downward channel, and there's a smaller channel, downward channel inside the big one. This is looking like as a bull pendant, um, but we will have to see. In order for it to confirm that, it needs to break above the 21, break through this 26K, and above the 200, and um, towards the 27. It breaks towards 27, it needs to go all the way up here and break this 29K in order for you to start to see and to start to talk about anything about a bull run, okay? So, no bull run until we break 27K. Now, if it doesn't go, uh, does not break, if it does not break this 25k right here and you're going to have it roll over and, and definitely going to go down to 23k let's look at the hour chart see what it looks like go to the smaller time frame as you can see in the smaller time frame right there right along the 21 21 is crossing the 50 so you're getting ready to have a golden cross so uh, it may cross and break over this 25k within the next couple of hours up here towards uh, the 200 sma but it's still in that downward uh, trend as you can see still in that downward trend all right so we're doing this because the first 20 minutes the mic was turned off and I did not know that so I apologize for that again so we're covering over the what we covered over in the first 20 minutes we're covering over it again XRP as you can see XRP came down here came down to 50 cents uh, 50 what is that yep came down to 50 cents touched and went back up and now it came back down here, hit the 21 SMA, and it's right there hovering around the 21 SMA at 51 cents. I suspect it to fall a bit more. Now, if it breaks through and falls through this support of 50 cents, then you're going to look at that 49 cents XRP. That would be a good buy for me. Right now, it's a good buy as we just went over all the Ripple and XRP SEC news and the reason why you should, you know, pretty much buy. Uh, in my opinion, you should have given enough information to make a decision, a you know, cognizant, uh, cognizant decision, and an educated one at that, okay? So back onto the XRP hour chart, as you can see, the 21 right here is getting ready to cross the 200, it just crossed the 50, so you should see some price action, but the problem is the RSI is oversold territory, it's at 54.23, it needs to fall down towards the 34, 
uh, 36, 34 mark, and then you have a reversal. So if it falls down towards that and it still has, does not fall below this support line of 50 cents, you will see a bounce, bounce back up. And for my traders out there, the trade that I would place would be right down here when it falls down on this uh, reversal, right? I mean, on this bounce right here, I would be placing a trade around 50 cents and I would be exiting my trade around 52 cents. Um, 52, 50, yeah, around 52 cents. Maybe 53 cents, something around there. Okay. Now, let's go look at the XRP 4-hour chart. And as you can see, the 4-hour chart is showing the exact same thing. Now, people trade the charts. Do not try to predict and, and you know, determine what the price is going to be, what the price action, etc. Just just trade the charts. Just do what the charts tell you to do. All right? Just, just do what the charts say. Right here, you have the 21 crossing the 50 right here, going up, the 80 and the 100 pulling along with it. And you have the price action fall down. Now, even though it's in the red and it fall down on the four-hour chart, it's still hovering around here around the 21, right? Only problem is you have that 21 crossing that 50 on the downward on what they call a death cross. And you normally, times out of 10, you get price action downward. And to further solidify that, that you know, speculation that price action is going to actually go down towards the 50 cents and possibly break below the 56 mark is this right here you have a high you have a lower high right here right so you're going to produce another lower high if you produce another lower high right here that will be the confirmation that i need that to put either put in a short on the xrp or to uh wait for it to uh, fall some more and to buy up and purchase the amount that i would like to purchase okay so keep in mind keep that in mind right so you have here like i said you had a high here you had a lower high here right so if you get a lower high down in here then boom you already know what it's going to be because that right there is starting to form a a downward trend line and you as you can see downward trend line starting to formulate so again if you get another you get a lower high somewhere down in here do you get this confirmed right it's confirmed now Let's take a look at Solana. I'm a big proponent of Solana. I, like, I have a lot of NFTs on Solana. I buy Solana NFTs. And so I wanna, I'm waiting for the price action to actually fall down and dip on Solana. Um, as you can see, it was in this downward channel. This is a four-hour chart right here. As you can see, 21. Let me make this a little bit bigger. As you can see, 21 crossed the 200 SMA and brought cry, uh, price action down. And as you can see, Solana is still in that little downward trend, downward channel right downward channel you have a little bit of upward price for move action or over uh you know price action should i say uh, but it's still hitting this resistance right around 16 dollars hitting 16 dollars and coming down so therefore you have resistance what one got resistance one two right so i suspect Solana's going to come back down here to 1436 bounce and come back up to retest this this fifteen ninety nine sixteen dollar range. Now, if it hits hits uh, resistance right here and does not break through, then you're gonna see Solana roll over and roll back down towards that thirteen dollar sixteen dollar range. Okay. Now, remember, trade the charts. Don't guess. Do what the charts say. Do what the charts is telling you to do. Okay. Now, smaller time frame. You see exactly what which movement which way it's gonna go. Go to the smaller time frame. We got here in the smaller time frame, as you can see right here. You got boom, double top, one, two, and it's falling. 
right here you had the death cross 21 cross of the uh 200 the 80 and the 50 and it pulled price action down rsi is approaching rsi is it's okay so if you are um, a frequent watcher of our videos and you and you uh, you know tune into our channel, then you know that we have discovered that whenever the RSI hits around between 34 and 32, then there is a trend for a reversal. So it's coming down to uh, close to around those reversal areas. It's currently RSI is currently sitting at 40.93, and it needs to fall down six more, uh, the eight more between 34 and 32 before we see a reversal, and it's. I can see that happening if it falls down and hit this and um, you know hit the support of fourteen dollars and twenty seven cents. We're bouncing and breaking through, but it still needs to break out of this trend line. Okay, now let's go look at the weekly and see what it's doing for the week and the day. Uh, let's see here. This is the weekly chart, as you can see, and I want to show you guys something because I know you you know. You see, you have the 21. This white line right here is that 21 SMA, right? This right here is the 50, right? So when, when they cross, it's what's known as a death cross. When they cross going down, it's a death cross. When they cross going up, it's called a golden cross. So this is the weekly chart of Solana, right? You see that 50 going sideways. You see the 21 starting to go sideways. So you're going to see some choppiness on the weekly. Okay, so just keep that in mind. All right, so I'm waiting for it to, to hit sub $14 or around $14. And I'm going to buy up a lot of Solana. So I have a lot of NFTs that I want to get on Solana Network. I went NFT shopping earlier or pretty much the whole weekend. Okay, now there's another coins that I want to look at before I head out. Um, Luna C. Now. This is going to be a gem that people are not aware of. It will repeg. It will repeg to the dollar. And once it repegs back to the dollar, you will see Luna starting to be burned again through their algorithm. And once that, once that Luna is burned um, in that algorithm, it, is, it becomes deflationary then. Okay? Now, the whole reason why Luna fell is because it depegged from the dollar. Once it depegged from the dollar, then the algorithm told... Uh, Luna to print more Luna, therefore flooding the market and crashing the price of Luna. So once that algorithm gets fixed, which they are fixing now, it just passed the vote, and they are trying to see if they can duplicate or replicate the same thing that happened. And if it, they cannot with this new algorithm, then it will go, go live in public. So it might be something that you might want to take a look into because right now 135,000 Luna C coins is like $8 or $10. And once it repegs, it could, you know, you could see Luna C above a dollar within the next two years. Okay, not financial advice. Do your own research. Just a little drop of a few nuggets and a few uh, gems for you. Okay, there's something that you, uh, to, something I want you guys to look into. All right, because that's how we do here. You know, I love my hangout game. I want my hangout game to win. Right. So, as you can see. It dropped to zero. It's it's right there at, at four zeros and an eight. Um, dropped to zero and then it gained it back, and now sitting at four zeros and an eight. But as you can see, RSI is looking good. You know, so definitely need something I want you guys to look at. So just keep that in mind. All right, and now let's go look at the Bitcoin market cap, Bitcoin dominance. As you can see, the money is flowing into Bitcoin. 
the money is flowing out of altcoins and into the bitcoins as you can see right here we got a golden cross what is a golden cross you may say this right here is a golden cross you have the 21 SMA crossing that 50 and do you see what it's doing it is pulling that 50 along with it and look at the price action as you have a cross and then after the cross immediately price action up right so now you have here a rounded bottom floating in the Bitcoin market cap. Is it going to form a rounded bottom? Uh, what does it say? Rounded bottom pays the bills. That's our slogan around here on the Crypto Hangout. Rounded bottoms pay the bills. So a rounded bottom, it, if it forms a cup and handle, then you get ready to blast off. Okay? So what does that look like? Nice little rounded bottom right there, right? So you have some choppy right there. Then you have boom, take off. So when the more money comes in, and as I say, the choppiness is going to be right here is going to be the pullbacks. And how do you know that the choppiness is going to be the pullbacks? Why? Because the RSI right here is over, oversold, oversold, severely oversold, right? See that? Says currently at 76. You need around between 30, 36 and 32 is the normal spot where you see your reversals right every coin when the RSI is around that area you normally see your reversals every time free alpha free game okay this is why you need to subscribe to the channel why you need to like like comment and subscribe to my alpha so in my trading group so you can understand and, and um, you know some of these uh, nuances and, and easy easy ways to to, uh, to trade and to win okay so like I said money is flowing into Bitcoin and you can prove that because if I go and look at the altcoin market cap, then I should see the money flowing out of the altcoin market cap. And boom, voila, the altcoin market cap. As you can see, money flowing out of the altcoin market cap. So it correlates uh, with the Bitcoin dominance. The altcoin market cap and the Bitcoin dominance chart correlates together, right? When the money flows in the Bitcoin dominance, the money flows out of the altcoins, all right? So... I appreciate everybody for for rocking with me on this Sunday afternoon, you know, and rocking out. Uh, we were trying to grow the channel. Um, you know, we have people pop in and view a few seconds here and there, a few minutes here and there. We're grateful for everything. Uh, we just wish that you would like or dislike the, the video, leave a comment, leave a message or something, interact with us. Uh, as we're trying to grow the channel. Uh, so we will be giving away $50 worth of Bitcoin. Uh, every week, every Monday, on the following, we will pick a winner uh, that comments on a video f uh, from the following week. Okay, so if you this week's videos, you want to comment and want to like and subscribe, and uh, that following Monday, we're going to pick a random uh, winner from one of the, from a random video and a random comment. Okay, so it's going to pay for you to comment and to interact on the videos from here going forward because we're going to be giving away $50 worth of Bitcoin every week, all right? So it's going to be, um, um, yeah, $50 worth of Bitcoin every week. You know, and as the channel grows, we'll start giving away more. You know, as the channel grows, we'll give away 75 It continues to grow, we'll give away 100 Continue to grow, we'll give away 150 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So help me grow the channel. Like subscribe share uh tell your friends about it um and, and interact you know comment on the videos 
come in, comment on the live streams, interact with me. Because uh, 75% of you that watch the videos are not subscribed. And uh, we're trying to change that because, you know, YouTube algorithm doesn't want to uh, 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 work with us like that unless we start getting some likes and, uh, you know, subscribers and comments. So, some engagement. So, until next uh, Sunday. Oh, and for those that are listening on iTunes and listening on Spotify, uh, same thing for you. Go ahead and follow hit the, and hit that bell notification so you get notified of the next video, next upload. And go ahead and subscribe to the uh, Metascot Metaspot podcast. Uh, it's it's on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music. Uh, we give away a lot of alpha. We talk all things metaverse, NFTs, and we give away NFT alpha. And just to show you some of the alpha that we give away on that um, on that site, I'm going to show you guys some of the alpha that we gave away real quick. So we had this. Uh, let me see here. Let me change it. Let me change it. Let me change it. So we had this right here. Right? This is called Norm. This is a Bitcoin ordinal. Now, this artist right here, he does work for Nintendo and for Nike. So you see all those Japanese anime stuff that you see on Nike and Nintendo and stuff. He's an artist for them. It was a stealth mint. Uh, I mean, a stealth mint. Something that we found out about, and we informed all our um, Alpha group subscribers, okay? Newsletter will be coming out for the Alpha. You'll be able to subscribe to it. And the other Alpha that we had um, was this one right here. Bomba Clock. This minted Saturday, okay? It minted Saturday at .2 Soul, okay? And now... Look at the price floor. They had the reveal tonight. So they just revealed it at 7 o'clock p.m. today. And now look at the price floor. 654, right? Now, this is the alpha. These are the benefits that you get. Those that were in the alpha, those that got the alpha, they were able to mint these at 0.234. And they were able to get the whitelist. They minted these at at 0.24, etc. And if they did not get to mint these and get the whitelist and get to mint these, they were still able to buy them on a secondary market soon after mint at 0 0.34, 0.35, 0.32, etc. 0.29. Okay, so this is the alpha. This is the benefits of subscribing and um, following me on all platforms.